everyone, and welcome to In Conversation, a video series from Shift. If you are enjoying these episodes, please subscribe to our channel so you get notified of new episodes being released every two weeks. Today, our video topic is about building your production A team and bringing together the best team for your project. Our guest today is Dustin Schultz. He is an executive producer at Union. Welcome, Dustin. Yeah, Grace, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So happy, so happy to talk to you. I always love talking production, so uh, this is a big treat for me. <laughs> we'll get lost in it for sure. <laughs> we'll, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll edit a lot of this out. Don't worry, everybody. Um, so I'd love if you can start by just um, introducing yourself. Tell us about you. Tell us about kind of your career to this point. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm a husband to my beautiful wife, Rochelle. As of five months ago, I am the father to two newborn twin girls. So um, that hopefully explains like the bags under my eyes and the, the trailing off words that occur. So, um, but that's been an awesome journey. And uh, 10 years ago, I started a video production studio kind of by accident and, and it came to be known as Union. Um, that was after just a couple years in local news and, um, and that was fresh out of college. So I, I've really done nothing much else other than found, run, and, and now be executive producer of this company. Wow. One, one track mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, tell us a little bit more about Union. What kind of production company is it? What kind of work do you guys do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Union is the secret weapon for connection and clarity in content marketing. Uh, and so we're, we're a video first agency. That's our power. That's the muscle that we've had for, for years and years now. Um, but as time has gone on, most of our work is with brands directly. And so there's a lot of other, uh, especially now, there's a lot of other support uh, services that need to come along with actually doing video strategically and optimizing it and, um, you know, we like to say you know, it, it's it's not really good to play a, a concert for an empty stadium. And so if we can think about where your video is going to end up and make sure that the right people are seeing it, then you're going to end up winning with it. Uh, and so we, uh, we really try and think strategically and then as well kind of track the data afterwards and help people optimize and, and understand what's happening, where their videos are playing, who's seeing it. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way that we like to approach things. I love it. I, I feel like uh, there's been this kind of rise of like, obviously today we're going to be talking about production, which is a, a huge part of what you do, but these kind of one-stop like production marketing agencies totally. where it's not just like, hey, we're just going to make the video for you and then goodbye, figure it out, yeah. like all this marketing. And maybe we'll, we'll have another conversation for our marketing channel yes. at some point because that's a whole part of it. But today we are obviously talking production literally yeah. being on set, creating the videos, how you create the videos. Um, so in talking as a producer, um, you yeah. thought of the idea and you, you know what video you're going to make as a, a film video producer, and you're thinking about kind of assembling your production team. And, yeah. you know, for people who are unfamiliar, we're talking about gaffers and directors of photography and art team and everyone in between what's kind of the first step so you have your project and you say cool here's the video we're making I need sure. to get my team together where do you start what's the first step yeah often we often we bring in a, a lot of our kind of like higher level or, or above the line people um, even before a project is awarded with them even not being in house with us sometimes mm -hmm. so we'll bring 
other producers, we'll bring other um, directors and uh, we'll sit down and we'll do what we call our creative 30. And we have an actual uh, uh, sand dial timer that is theoretically exactly 30 minutes. Yeah. It is spaghetti against the wall, no holds barred, like, I think if that's the saying, there, so. like any, <laughs> right, go with it. And, <laughs> and like nothing's off the table. So this is a chance for actually some of our upper level team that we've trust, we've built trust with over the years to kind of come in and, and have a voice even before we do maybe our final pitch mm. for a project. And so um, they're excited, they're invested, we're um, excited. For, for me, I think as a, as a leader, one of the most things that's as important as possible, like in business, is to push as many decisions kind of down the line as far as possible. And so um, if, if down to kind of eventually the PA actually understands what we're going after and what we're making and why we're doing it, uh, I, I think it ends up being just a whole not just a, a better product in the end, but I think the experience ends up being really good. I remember being like on sets and in various roles and uh, you know, you'd, you'd hear some PAs kind of talking about like, so, like, so what is this even for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they'd be doing it like behind the client who they had no idea was the client. And like, those are just as an owner to me, those are like nightmare situations for, for client experience. And so, um, we, we take that creative 30, we get the, the top level people like involved and really invested. And then those kind of, so, so now we're kind of beginning to step out of our own company into our freelancer pool. Yeah. And we have this, we definitely have a top tier of highly trusted producers and directors and DPs that we get involved off the top. And part of, part of the trust that we've given into them is that we usually have them pull the people that they trust in below them. Mm. And the people that those people trust below them, and it kind of becomes this cascade effect of uh, of uh, of network and very loosely using the word family yeah. uh, that that knows each other and trusts each other. Um, and because I think if we as a team in house assigned every single role and did every single reach out, we'd end up with this kind of weird mixed bag of people who are learning their their inside terms with each other fresh every time. And um, so handing off that trust to the next layer early on is really important to me. Yeah, I so appreciate that. As a, a producer, when I work as a producer on sets, uh, what you mentioned about making sure that every member of the team, literally down to the PA, understands what we're doing and why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and even as a, as a, manager of a team like that, you are saving yourself so much time and effort because what oh. inevitably happens is you say, go paint that wall blue, <laughs> go paint that wall blue. And it's like, if you don't know why or how long or for who or for what, or then who needs it, you're going to totally. get, you're going to get so many questions back. Oh, what color, what time, how long does it need to take? And if you can just take five minutes at the start to yeah. say, here's what we're doing. Here's why I'm asking you to do this here's mm -hmm. why it's important and here is who it's for, own it, yeah. go for it. And, and we'll talk a lot more about kind of the relationships between people and the trust, which is so important. So I, oh, yeah. I so appreciate all of that because um, a lot of people don't always do that. They just pick the people and, and send them off and you're kind of setting yourself up for, for more failure down the road. So yeah. before we get into like specific roles and like, you know, 
how you're picking your team and then how maybe they're picking their team and how they work together. Yeah. Kind of fundamentals of team building. And we got into this a little bit with, with kind of trust and relationship and understanding, but on the highest level, like what kind of people do you look for when you're building the team that you're building for a production? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of the same characteristics in-house or out of house for us when we're, when we're putting together our freelancer team, or we're, you know, hiring internally um, and no credit to me. There's a, a great author, uh, Patrick Lingioni, who um, had said, you know, when, when hiring people and putting people together, look for people who are uh, humble, who are hungry and who are smart. And I just kind of keep coming back to that all the time. Um, when it comes to leading teams and when it comes to hiring. And so uh, what does that mean exactly? Yeah. So uh, they're a little bit self-explanatory, but humble people are going to be putting others before themselves. They're not doormats, but they're just honestly at base level, they're just courteous. <laughs> they're just like, please and thank yous. And there's just that like, we're humans together yep. kind of thing. And then a hungry person, um, they're, they're not desperate. So I hope it doesn't come across that way, but they're very action-minded. They're going to jump in. They're, they're like not looking to like, okay, I rigged this light. Now it's my time to just sit for two hours. Um, you know, because I've done the bare minimum of my job. Um, and then smart is interesting. There's kind of a two parts to it. Uh, I think especially in production. And so smart is a person who they do study their role. They're like a constant student of their role but they're also emotionally aware of what's in, kind of needed in the room or on set at that time. And so they're not like, when things are kind of like a sober moment, they're not like cracking jokes in the corner. And when things are like, hey, we're, we're at lunch, they're not just so like, oh, I need to do like focus on my thing. Like they're engaging and they're not yeah. off-putting. Um, and so, yeah, we've had great success, I think, kind of trying to apply those three filters to, I mean, to human beings who are, who are constantly in flux and, you know, you have no idea what they just came from that morning and what they have going on the next day that's also on their mind. And so there has to be that give and take. Um, but if you're seeing those qualities come through a person consistently, I think you end up with some, some winners. I love that. It's so great to put, those are, those are, almost kind of inherently, like, as you say them, I'm like, oh my God, of course, but I've never right. put word, I've never put words to them. Yeah. Um, and, and the combination of the three being so important, because if you're just humble, but not hungry, like you're not going to have enough <laughs> energy <laughs> to get you're through the day. Nice. <laughs> right. Or if you're just smart, but you're not humble, then like, maybe you're kind of an ass. So like yeah. the, the exactly. balance of the three, I, I love being able to put words to that because I think everybody who's kind of worked on a set, especially in a management role or in like a production role, um, recognizes that instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are the kind of people that I like. So I love having that that framework. When you're kind of building a team for a project, how important is it to you that you are hiring people that you um, have worked with before or know before? My experience on set has always been like kind of a mix where mm -hmm. maybe some of the people I know and some of the people are brand new. Like, do you feel like you need to kind of meet and interview people or or do you just kind of hire people because someone else says, yeah, this is the person that we want. How do you deal with the kind of known versus unknown team members? Yeah. 
Yeah, I like, I do really like a good mix. Um, you know, I think some of your top line people, you know, if it's, if it's a pretty major project, for sure, you know, you, you also, you have to weigh, you have to weigh the value of the project in terms of the, um, in terms of kind of like the weight it carries for your studio, or, you know, is this a new client you haven't worked with before you're trying to kind of impress or someone you're trying to continue to maintain a really good relationship with but all those things, kind of things, I guess, aside, you know, I, I think within your top level people, within your director, within your DP, you know, even within maybe a, a camera operator or whoever's overseeing audio, to have at least most of those people be someone who's been on set with you multiple times before, mm -hmm. I think is important. Um, because I think a lot of the tone that gets set is like, can only be set if the majority of people are known versus kind of wild cards, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think any of the things that we talked with before are kind of like, you can't really teach someone to be humble. You can't teach someone these things, right? So you have to have people who are kind of inherently that way and inspiring others to then be that way. Um, you know, like I can never turn to a, to, you know, a grip and be like, Hey, I want you to work above and beyond. Like, <laughs> like what is that? you know, no. but, but there's going to be a, the person who, who just naturally kind of does that. And so if you have a handful of people, those kind of people in the same room, then the people who don't naturally do that are, I think usually going to try and rise to the occasion because mm. they don't, they don't want to look like that person who's slacking right. everyone. If everyone's standing, like they're not going to be the one person that's sitting. Right. right. And so having that group of knowns to kind of help set the tone, I think is really, is really key. And, but when it comes to maybe known to me personally, I'm fine with them being, you know, two degrees away from the person that I trust, you know? And again, that is a bit of that level of extending trust is that like, I trust you to do a good job. And I also trust your judgment on the person below you who's going to do a good job. Right. Talk to me about, this is something I find so fascinating. And I always talk with people, you know, just who I work with on set, the balance between being the best at your job versus being someone that people like working with and how those two things play both for you, you know, when you're, when you're building the team, when you're hiring somebody, maybe you yep. have this experience with, with people that you hire, hiring their own team. Yeah. But I've had, I think everyone kind of has their own opinion about which is more valuable. Like you can be, you know, an ass if you're really, really, really good at your job, or you can be maybe not the most um, experienced if you're really easy to get along with. How do you see those two things kind of playing out when you, when you work with your own team? Totally. Yeah. I think, well, in my, so I'm going to answer the question, but also in my mind, I think if you're really good at your role, part of your role is being a team player. And so it ends up being like, <laughs> if you were a video game character and like, team ship had like a dial to it right it, it's got to be pretty high to yeah. also be good at your role um by a hundred percent no like we have had um over the years we've had total jerks on set who like they had like uh, i can think of a person whose role i won't even say and and <laughs> we won't we're not putting anyone on blast today yeah no exactly there was a person and it in this was specifically years ago i will say um and man, like it was from, 
from the day on set, everything was like a hurdle to even, you know, a week afterwards. And, you know, we're getting invoices out on like net 30, like pretty standards, like, where's my paycheck? And we're like, whoa, like, you know, that, like just a bad experience across the board. And, um, and part of what they were in charge of was beautiful images with yeah. that. And, uh, and, and they did beautiful images. And, mm-hmm. and so um, we vowed to never hire this person again. Um, within kind of like just production circles, I think it's so easy to kind of get a little bit like blackballed for attitude. And so it's a dangerous game to play. Like you, if you're gonna be a jerk, you have to stay ahead of the wave of people's conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in it's a, a small lot of, world. It is. It yeah. is no matter where you are, like New York, LA, like it it travels. And um, and yeah, so I think I think if you're gonna be a jerk, you need to move fast. You need to get clients before they hear about you and like, you know, or, or find people who all just want to kind of like sit around and be like, ah, the client, blah, 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 blah. And and then put stuff together. Um, And then on the other hand, we've hired people who are like, just great to be around total hams. And you just want to extend so much like just grace and helping hand to them until you just realize that you're just doing way more than you should be doing. Right. And, um, and it's just a, it's kind of a bummer. Cause you're like, man, I would, I would grab a beer with you, but I would not put you on set again. Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like if your job is to make beautiful images and you're the best person in the world to be around, but you're not making beautiful images, like yeah, there, there's, there's a interesting balance there. And I think every um, producer, every director, every team lead has their threshold <laughs> for of sure. like the quality of the work versus the quality of the time I'm spending with you. Something to point out is like when you're on set, you're there for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Totally. And to be around someone who has a negative energy or who's just kind of a bummer, or who's making everything harder, like that that's going to weigh on you. And that's going to weigh on every yeah. single person on that set. And there's always, I always love hearing about everyone's kind of personal line between like, they're pretty good. <laughs> they make good, they make good quality stuff and they're just so great to be around. And so I'm going to hire that person. Whereas some, some producers are like, yeah, he's a jerk, but man, those images are beautiful. And I'm willing to deal with that. Yeah. To get those beautiful images. And it's, it's such a personal thing. And I do think, I think as a producer or a leader, kind of in any scenario, you have a bit of a level of responsibility to have hard conversations with people, mm-hmm. to have honest conversations with people. And, and sometimes I think even like in the production world, we can, we get a little catty. It's just, it just happens. And, yeah. and, you know, we talk about people maybe like behind their back in about their bad attitude and about how they're being, but no one ever actually goes in and confronts them in a kind way and the producer who is leading set to pull them aside and say like, Hey, I don't know if you realize how you're coming across to people, right. but, but it's, it's, it's either hurting people's feelings or it's driving people crazy, or it's like you push, you're pushing people away. And I don't want that for you. I actually want people to like you. Yeah. So here's an example of something that happened, you know, and, and to kind of like, I don't know, like kind of have like the, 
like have the, I don't even want to say courage, but it's the, just the ability to have like a kind confrontation that Mm -hmm. hopefully like for their betterment, really in the betterment of the industry in a way. Right. And if they're, um, smart and (laughs) humble, (laughs) then let's a little callback. If they're smart and humble, they'll be able to say, thank you. Thank I didn't realize I was coming across or I had a fight with my wife this morning. I'm sorry. I'm a little off today or, you know, and, and some people don't, in all fairness, you should be prepared for some people saying, (laughs) screw you. Screw you. And then exactly. And then comes in the kind of, you know, word of mouth and referrals, because like I mentioned, um, it's a small enough industry that you start hearing like, you know, that, that woman, she's a great art director, but oh, she's so difficult to work with. And totally. people, people really do take that into consideration. It's not just about the quality of work. It's, yeah, it's also about being, being a person that people want to be around for 14 hours a day, yeah, yeah, five days a week, which, which can be tough. Um, and sometimes that's your work ethic too. Like, yeah. you, like if you have somebody who's, who's kind of high enough up on set that people below can't really say anything to them, but they're kind of like, they're just like sluggish and moving slow. It's like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta reframe that. We gotta reset that. Like whatever, like that, that tone um, is also not somebody you want to be around. Like they're not a jerk, but they're just not like, it's like a every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and you pick up on it really quick and it's, it's amazing how quickly, um, someone like that can kind of just poison the vibe, (laughs) the energy of a space. Even if you imagine like, yeah, there's 50 people on set. What is one guy going to do? But it really starts to spread. One person's kind of slow, kind of a bummer, kind of negative. You start to feel that throughout the whole set. And and within Mm -hmm. a couple hours, you're like, what happened here? <laughs> Suddenly you're just driving, dr- like dragging bricks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, what? Production. We started yeah. so good this morning. What happened? So it, yeah. it really lunch can happened. Ex- <laughs> don't even talk to me about the after lunch slump. Um, For sure. <laughs> again, we're getting, we're getting in the weeds in production. Um, so this kind of goes along with that in terms of the relationships between people. And I know this is kind of twofold because there's like relationships between people like, yeah, we're friendly, we get along, but there's also the relationships between roles that work together. So like your director and your DP, like need to have a good working and personal relationship because those two roles are so intertwined. So totally, talk to me about like the, the considerations that you make when you're hiring for different roles. Like, do you think about one, how those two people will get along and two, like how those two roles need to work together and like how yeah. all of that meshes. Totally. No, absolutely. I do. Especially, you know, I think in today's age, production scales so much in terms of number of people on set. I mean, so we'll have, we'll have, you know, pick up little things that we'll do for a client, um, especially existing clients that you know, two or three people end up going and doing it and, and, you know, or, or it scales up to 20, 25 or, you know, big full sets and, you know, not in this day and age right now, but right. Uh, to, to benchmark things a little bit, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I absolutely do think about that. So when it comes to like person to person, I think we've done a really good job of finding people that are just in general, great to get along with. And so whether you have three of them on set or you have 30 of them on set, it's, it doesn't become a concern 
as much as as much as like oh that's a funny pair to put together but but they're totally like but, but they're both great people like it's yeah, totally it'll work. exactly um and then when it comes to the actual community um the 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 role connection i think it really comes down to um communication mm. and um kind of like we'll, we'll call it like code books i guess for like lack of a better term is that you know if i'm a director and i'm trying to communicate something to my dp is what I'm saying like clear to them? Do they come from a different, like film's enormous. Like, do they come from a different background where, you know, the different terminology I'm using doesn't line up in the same way as it did for them, whether they're like, oh, they spent their lives in TV or they spent their lives in features or commercials. Like we're all doing the same thing and we're all approaching things very differently often. Um, and so having the same verbiage and having like the, the like uh i guess humility right the humility yeah. is like i i don't understand what you're saying right yeah <laughs> we're, we're missing something here yeah exactly and so and so in that way i think um we again a lot of those those top of the line people the those directors the dps the producers who are you know production coordinators um we usually try and bring them in pretty early on to have even before pre-production phone calls to kind of just be a part of a creative conversation, even if the producer's not like a creative producer per se, um, they still, there's something that feels good about having your ideas heard for a minute before things go in. Even if they're not used, you at least had that moment. And a lot of times in those conversations, the connections overlap to that will lead to good communication uh, once you're on set. And so that's, that's really the bonding agent between roles is just the ability to communicate. Yeah, and and it's also something that comes with um, experience. I mean, again, totally. like the more the more different types of people you work with, the more sets you actually get on, the more um, relationships you build. You just kind of start to figure out, like, oh, I see how I need to communicate with either this person or this role. I remember when I was starting out early, early, I was working as like a production coordinator uh, on a. It was like a video game behind the scenes video game shoot. It was very strange. Um, and I needed something to get moved or I needed a light to get moved or something. And I grabbed one of the grips and I said, hey, can you just like move this light? And the gaffer <laughs> came up to me, the gaffer who was this, you know, older guy said, hey, if you need something from my guys, you talk to me and then I'll talk to my guys. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, got mm -hmm. it. Nobody told me that, but but there's just those kind of things you learn about the relationship between roles and it really yes. is a very structured system and some people mm -hmm. aren't allowed to ask other people to do certain things and you just kind of yeah. learn it you learn it as you go yeah no absolutely and in a lot of times that's because you know the the grip who might just go and do what you said because he's thinking well somebody above me is or hopefully he's saying, "Ooh, we should probably talk to the gaffer, right?" Right. But but if he just kind of goes and does what you say, the gaffer might turn around and say, "Like, why?" Yeah. And you have the opportunity to say, "Like, okay, because we need to do this." And it actually gives him the opportunity to bring his best to the table, where he says, "Okay, I actually see what you're trying to do now. Let's not move that light. Let's do this." And now everybody's better. Yep. Which goes back to over communication. It's not yes. just about move this thing. It's here's what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Let's let's figure it out. And you're going to have a hundred times more success personally in terms of your time management, in terms of the happiness of your team by over communicating those things rather than just saying, move this, paint that, turn that on. 
Right. Every, everyone has the same goal in mind. So that's right. it, it took me years to kind of figure that out. And now we're imparting that wisdom onto right, all sure. of you because you'll sure. figure it out. Um, <laughs> so I'm, you kind of talked about this in the beginning, but, but just to kind of put a, a finer point on it. What kind of percentage of your team, like, like you get a new video project in the door and you're, and you're mm -hmm. ready to kind of staff up for it. What, what percentage of your team is like, this is my team. These are my people. I work with them every single time versus yeah. we're going to bring in a certain percentage of, of kind of new, new faces. How much of each do you do? Yeah, I would say um, on every set, we definitely have new faces, especially kind of at your like production assistant level and in yep. some of those kind of roles, right? Um, part of it is geography based. So we're an East Coast studio. We do a lot of uh, work in the Bay Area as well. Um, but, you know, if, if it's in a market that maybe we haven't done a ton of work in the past, then we're going to send some of our top tier people. But, you know, you're probably going to have gaffers and grips and folks like that that we've never worked with before. Um, and yeah, things get a little bit riskier there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, when we're kind of like close to home, when we're, when we're in markets that we know really well, then most of the time we're going to go back to, um, we're going to pull together that same team. Um, and availability says that not everybody's going to be able to be there. And so you're going to end up with maybe, a, a, a high percentage, hopefully 75% of, of top tier people that you've worked with in the past who then use their referrals and their networks to pull together those other people. And what I, what I really love about that, as opposed to going back to the same person every time is you're so reliant on that person being available. Mm. Whereas if you have most of your usual team together and a couple new, then you have the opportunity to learn and who those people are and build trust with them and, and vice versa. And so um, we've absolutely had producers introduce us to new producers just because they're in a different market and they're like, you should really know this person. And, right. and that's led to great relationships. And um, yeah, especially at that tier, we often do pre-interviews with folks. Um, actually, maybe this is a good tip. Within verticals of production, within roles that we feel like we're beginning to run a little thin on, we're like, man, the bench here is just not as deep as it used to be for some reason. Um, We'll, we'll kind of just do a, a, a call and, and, and do pre-interviews with folks when there's not even a project yet yeah. and just interview a dozen producers so we can kind of find the two, oh, like I really liked them. I could see how like they think the same way that we do and that type of thing, as opposed to like, you know, when you're in the desperate moment of like, all my normal people are gone. You know, right. I have three probably days. off together on vacation, like without me. And what do I do? That's a great, exactly. great tip because that is not the time. And and it, it depends on on the project. It depends how much time you have. But there are going to be those moments when you need someone today. Yeah. And for for whatever reason, your list is empty. Yeah. Um, to have some backup, even if it's someone you've never worked with before, at least it's someone you've talked to before. At least it's exactly. someone you're like, I've seen their work. I know them. Now now's your chance. Come on in. And then guess what? Now, now if they're good and it works and you have a great relationship and they do a great job, you've just grown your team and you now have that additional resource to use later. Yeah. And I think especially because, because production's so vast, like we were saying before, and you come from so many different backgrounds, somebody who, who says there's a DP, who said they're a DP, you know, because they, 
you know, ran a DSLR by themselves for a few years, yeah. you know, versus, and you're like, Hey, come on, because, you know, we're going to, we're going to fly, you know, whatever it happens to be this time. And, you know, or, um, you know, we found this when hiring internally years ago was that especially say between, between broadcast and film, the, the gap that lays there when you say just even the term producer or you say the term production coordinator, you know, what's a creative role? What's a, a logistical mm-hmm. role? Um, and, and getting some of those things, you know, they're, they're, they have 10 years of producing experience, but it was as the broadcast producer inside of an agency. And so really what they did was hire the outside producer, you know? <laughs> and so like, right. you don't need that person for this specific thing. And so getting some of those items dialed in ahead of time, we we're like, okay, you do production the way that we do it. You like you, we're speaking the same language um, and, uh, and we can pull you in when the times are. And I often, I often lead into those conversations saying, I love to chat with you. We don't have a project right now. So I know this is a little weird, but I'd love to just get to know each other like a little right. bit, please just 15 minutes. Yeah. And normally somebody who's like, you know, excited about the possibility of new things is going to take that call. And, and, you know, I, I try and say, repeat a few times, I'm like, Hey, I'm really not trying to dangle a carrot here. Like I'm just, something will come up inevitably in the next year. And I just, I know I'm going to need you then. And I want to know you now. <laughs> they, they need to be hungry. This is all coming yes. back. Well, I love, I, I seriously, I'm going to, I'm going to paint those, those words on my idea. wall or something yes. <laughs> because those three words, the, the hungry, humble, smart, really encapsulate literally everything. Yeah. And, and that, that goes to being hungry, not being to be, to, to not be put out by like, what do you mean you don't have a job for me yet? But to say, you know what, Ooh. this might eventually lead somewhere and I want those next opportunities. So like, of course I'll give you 15 minutes of my time. Totally. So, so worthwhile. Um, Right at the end here, last, mm-hmm. last question. I want to ask you about kind of like, let's, let's leave on a, a happy, positive note. Can you tell me about a project where like you just assembled the best team? Like it mm. just worked. It was your A team and everyone was just doing exactly what they needed to do and, and more like, what, what does that look like when, when you put all of these pieces in place and it just works? Yeah. What, what is that? How does that work? What does that look like and feel like? It feels like, it feels like, <laughs> I'm going to do the feels like first. It feels like it's um, your birthday or Christmas morning or whatever time you get gifts at and someone happened to see your list ahead of time that you didn't share with anybody and you open it and you're like, wait, how did you know? How did you know? And it's and it's every email you're like, hey, so I was thinking about getting this done. And they're like, you know what? I thought of that and I did that already. You know, and you begin, it was some of those situations. And there's been a lot of projects like that for us, I have to say, because it's the same people kind of keep showing back up and just killing it every time. And, um, you know, it's, it's little things like, um, you know, you do a company move within the same building that wasn't expected. And the producer had the PAs move craft services from one floor to the other. So that suddenly you walk into kind of the room that's the boneyard and it's reset up there. And you're like, I have coffee here. Like, There's what? like little, they're like little fairies little... flying around. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Magic. I landing on a, it's magical it's when magic. that happens. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I would say that that to me is kind of like what that that A team role looks like. So you have those people who are anticipating needs and getting them done um, before. And so to me, that's that comes. It's it's from a a, a few different standpoints. They feel empowered because of the way that you give them the role that they can actually just go ahead and make decisions to do those types of things right so you have to hand off the micromanaging mm. and say these these are these are your things I've, I've heard it said this way actually recently was that to kind of be a good leader you have to be willing to pass off your anxieties to other people and say hey i trust you with this worry of mine you know and 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 kind of make it happen. And then on a small level, I also want to kind of shout out to a little bit one of our newer team members. Her name is Alex. She's an awesome editor and kind of newly since joining our team animator. Um, and that's, I guess, part of it is that she she came on. Um, it's, been, it's been a little it's been a little bit now, still under two years. Yeah. And and she is the person who um, will kind of be pushed into the deep end of the pool with a smile on her face and and started off doing like, you know, uh, little logo flourishes and, and lower thirds and, and graphic treatments and that kind of thing. And then, you know, within six months is kind of self-teaching and learning character animation and just always kind of after the next thing and after the more and growing in the areas that you're, you've kind of been asking for without, you know, you're like, hey, would you be willing to try this? And then to hear, kind of roundabouts like you know to your face like absolutely like let's right. do this and then you hear kind of in the background she's totally freaked out but like but went for it and yeah and kills it, just kills it every time so that's kind of like shout out to Alex for that and that is again also one of those uh success stories on the individual level and then kind of that that team the magic that begins to happen as a oh yeah when 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 you get there and you feel it for anyone who hasn't I know exactly <laughs> the feeling you're describing for anyone who hasn't felt that feeling and you you know, it, it's not just going to happen. It, it takes all of this work we've been talking about, the preparation, yeah. the trust, the communication, um, the relationship building, like when you, when all of those pieces really do come together, the stars align, um, it's magic. There's, there's no other word for it. It's incredible. You show up, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. You create the most beautiful piece and everyone has, has the best time. And that's, that's what we're all striving for. It's not going to happen hundred percent right. of the time, but that's what we're all striving for when we're kind of building these teams. Um, well, I have to let you go because we could talk for hours. Yes. <laughs> and we almost have, but um, it's been so, so great chatting with you. I, I so appreciate your insight and your expertise and, and the little bits of advice, whether you're just starting out at, at the very beginning or you've kind of been doing this for a long time, like we can all keep learning. We can all keep growing. Um, totally. And this has been great and fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. And uh, maybe we'll bring you back for some marketing conversations some other time. You know where to find me. Thanks, Grace. Awesome. Thank you so much.